My name is Erica Connor, and you are listening to the Let's Be Real podcast. Hey, everybody. Today we are talking about something that affects all of us like all the time, every day. And it's about words. It's about talking. It's about our speech. When I was growing up, I remember my mom having one of those word a day calendars that you would tear off. You would like every single day unless you got behind 10 days and then you just tore off the whole chunk just to catch back up. But they were word of a day, like learning new vocabulary words. And I remember her telling me how important it is to have a good vocabulary. I remember learning a lot of words on that thing that I was like, I, I've never heard that word before. I didn't even know. Especially by the time you know, you get till November and December where they're really just grasping at straws and throwing some crazy words at you. Although I can't remember what any of those are. So I either didn't learn the lesson very well or I lessened it so well that those words are now part of my everyday vocabulary and I don't notice. But I have a feeling that's not the one. So with this idea in my head about how important vocabulary is, my first semester of college, freshman year, I signed up for a class called The Power of Words. In the catalog back in the day when it was a big paper like book, magazine, it was huge, you would flip through and just kind of find, okay, I need a humanities credit or I need an English credit or whatever. You would go to that area. You would find what's good for a freshman. So there were two classes called The Power of Words, and they were right next to each other in the catalog. One was about vocabulary. It was an increasing your vocabulary <laughs> vocabulary class. I was like, oh, I'm going to take that one. I didn't even read the description of the one underneath, but apparently the one underneath is the one I signed up for. So I go to class very first day thinking, I'm going to get me smart. I'm going to get some new words so I can at least sound maybe more intellectual than I really am. Well, it was not a vocabulary class. I was like, wait a second. Where am I? This is not right. It was a speech and linguistics class, which I have to tell you, I fell in love with by day two. And I took the next class and the next class and absolutely loved learning about the science of how we speak to one another or how we correct ourselves or correct others and in what ways and learning about different dialects and patterns of speech. Like, fascinating. I'm sitting there going, what can I do for a career with a degree in this? Is there a job or is this just interesting research? Because I was in business school. And I just picked it because, let's be honest, I was in college for cheerleading. I was not in college for learning. I didn't want to go, but I wanted to cheer. So I went and I made the best of it. And I'm very glad that I did. But at that time, I was like, why am I getting a degree when I have no idea what I want to do with my life? I'm only just now starting to figure that out, by the way, and I'm about to turn 40. So sometimes it takes you a little while. So I'm falling in love this, with these linguistics classes and learning about how powerful our words are, what they mean to others, and how other people's words affect us. Now, we know that. We know people's words affect us. We learn that very, very early on, if not at the beginning of our life. We are affected by 
what people say, how they say it, their body language, their tone, if they're looking at you, if they're not like, we all get that. We even know scripture tells us that words can bring life or they can bring death, like that there is a lot of power in those words. But this class really opened up for me the whole science behind how we use words to portray ourselves or to correct ourselves or to put us in positions of authority over other people just by different ways that we can say things. All stuff that when you go back and you think about, you probably could have put together, but the research and the tests that they do with people in real life to be able to make these assertions, absolutely fascinating. If I could go back to school for it, I would. I just don't know what you do with that degree. But it has really opened up my eyes to speech, to the words that we say. I am more of a action-oriented type person, shall we say. Part of my mantra is talk is cheap. Like, some people are very, um, not. I'm not going to say wordy, but they're very eloquent with their speech, and they're very authentic with what they say, and they mean what they say. I don't know if that's the majority of people. I don't know if it's the minority. I just, I don't know, but I know that I have encountered plenty of people in life where I have learned other phrases through them because people are like, no, you need to say what you mean and mean what you say. Because like, you're just saying things to me because you want me to feel a certain way or you want me to think about you a certain way, but this is not actually how you feel right now. Like, you're using words... Think about that. Man, this is society right now. The more and more I think about it, it's media, shows, music. We use words for a desired outcome, for an outcome, not even necessarily to communicate the things that we are thinking, feeling, or believing. We can use those words for the outcome we desire, no matter what it is or what the cost. The reason this topic even popped into my head was... Well, there's a couple of things, but one was a social media post of someone quoting all of these people that said this or said that and said this and said that. And now years later, it seems as though they've completely flip-flopped. Now, do people have the right to change their mind? Of course they do. We grow, we change, we learn things that change how we process. We do change our minds. I don't believe that the representation in the post that she was sharing was an example of people changing their minds. I believe it was an example of people changing their words to try to get the things that they want or what feels good or what they desire in that moment. And it's had me reflecting all week on just words. It has my eyes open to conversations with people where in the matter of 10 minutes, I'm able to see one person discuss or talk both sides of one coin as they completely believe them. And I think they do maybe both believe them, but they're failing to see how in that conversation at that point, they're saying what serves them in the conversation rather than what they're actually maybe truly believing. But I don't know that it's necessarily their fault. I don't know if we examine our words enough. I don't think we give our words enough credit. I don't think we Give them the understanding of how much power they actually have and what they're loaded with. And in turn, 
how little power they can actually end up having when people catch on to the fact that your words don't mean what you say. I heard a talk by a local lady who is a bit of a chatterbox, and growing up, her dad would say to her, are you just talking or are you saying something? This is a phrase that I do use with one of my daughters, who is also a chatterbox. I'm like, are you just talking? Are you just filling empty space or are you actually saying something? And sometimes she has to stop and pause and think because she, she's like, well, oh, no, I guess I'm just talking. Because we get into a place where either we're not comfortable with, with the silence, that we just have to keep talking and fill that space, or we're trying to keep dialogue light and engaging because we think that that's the sign of an active, positive friendship or relationship if there's good chatter and talk. But we really can get ourselves into trouble when we are just talking rather than saying something. And that's kind of my challenge and my reminder. And maybe they're like, hey, don't forget, our words have power. That's the whole purpose about today in this podcast is remember how much power your words have because you can tell somebody, you know, let me do this for you. And do you know what you're saying to them? You're saying a lot to them, especially if, like me, their love language is acts of service. You're saying, I value you. I want to do this for you. This is a sacrifice. You're telling them how you feel as well as invoking an emotion inside of them. That means a ton that you would sacrifice to me. Like it speaks love and value in to the person hearing it. But if you were just saying it like, oh, let me go do that for you or let me go get that for you, because in that moment it was what was convenient to help move the situation along and you either didn't have the intention of doing it and following up or you simply forgot and never did it, now that word that you spoke that had an action tied to it that you didn't own up to or follow through with has now taken on a whole new set of power in the heart of the person who heard them or the words were spoken to them. It's like, oh, yeah, but you told me you would, and you didn't. Who has been there? We've all been there. Distrust starts to build up, especially if it happens again and again. And that's when you're like, yeah, talk is cheap. And we become desensitized to the power of words because we choose to. We turn it off. We're like, no, what you say doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Maybe it's coping. I don't know. But that is also sad when you think about it because what else do we have outside of our words and our actions to really show people our heart and our beliefs. That's what we have made available to us, is our words and our actions. And if we just throw them around willy-nilly without a whole lot of thought behind it, or meaning behind it, or our core beliefs behind it, it just becomes nothing. It loses its power when it has so much potential to do so. Proverbs is full of little lines, we'll say. It could probably be memes about our mouth, about our words. Proverbs 10, 31, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. Does your mouth bring forth wisdom or are you just saying stuff? Are you talking? Are you saying things? Do you mean what you say? Do you say what you mean? Proverbs 17 
verse 27 says, whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool, this is verse 28, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. These Proverbs speak about being silent as being wise because it knows how much trouble we can get ourselves in when we're just talking and when we're just saying words. I would challenge anyone listening or encourage you, I should say, to read Proverbs 18. The whole thing, it's pretty interesting. It's good for little challenges and reminders about our mouths. Verse 2 of chapter 18, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And it goes on and on and on about the power of our words and what they really mean. And I just want to challenge us all today to kind of walk through today, walk through life, paying attention to the things that we say. Pay attention to how other people's words make us feel and ask yourself why. And do I do that? Do I do the same thing if it's something that you don't like? If it's something that's super encouraging and loving and positive, ask yourself, oh, do I do that? Do I ever do that? Do I do it in that way? Because our words are powerful. And if we are not taken seriously by our words, if we come across as somebody that's hurtful, who's going to listen to the things that we have to say when we want to tell them about our God? Probably not too many. So let's live life being real with our words, with our actions, with our attitudes, and being humble enough to continue to evaluate what that means every single day as we walk through this life because our words are probably the things that we use the most every single day. Would you agree?